Welcome to Meet Me in the Movies, Noel T. Manning II here and uh, hanging out with uh, Danny Zuko. Danny Zuko over there behind uh, beside camera one. Danny, how are you, man? That's Grease, right? From yes. Greece. I hated that movie. Good job, man. I hated that movie. Good though. job. Well, I've never uh, been compared to uh, to John Travolta before. No, well, I could call you. And, I, and you're kidding, so, yeah, but I'll still take it. I could call you Stalker Channing. Um, uh, do you remember you know, what her name was? Uh, Rizzo. Rizzo. Good job. Wow. I, I what do you think of that, Tim? I didn't say I hadn't seen the movie. I just didn't like it. Uh, Tim, what do you think? Tim, Tim, Tim Foster. Tim's, yeah. Tim's all excited Tim about something. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's all excited about ready the royal, for the royal, royal wedding. wedding. And I haven't had a chance to oh. tell him. He, you know, he maybe slept through, him? He slept through it. I think. You're excited about it. Well, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Tim, you but, do know you yeah. missed it, right? It was yeah. like a week or so ago. Yeah, it's already happened. Yeah, it happened already. It happened, but it's but you know what? You can watch the highlights of it, and you can still wear that cool cap that you bought with like the British flag on it. Yeah, the one you bought it from Joey Tribbiani. You can still still wear that. Enjoy. I enjoy. hate to see him hurt like yeah, that. Yeah, I do too. That's 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 too bad. That's Tim. Because half the time he takes that on me. <laughs> that is the Tim Cam. Uh, like yeah, the I'm the man the second. That is Greg Tillman uh, over there, and he's actually going to transition into a superhero. At some yes, point, I have a new costume. I'm going to try it out. I'm excited. Yep, some point yeah. today. Yep. So yep. Stay, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Uh, it is officially summer as far as the box office is concerned. Memorial Day weekend. By the way, why is it just you and me? We're the, we're, we're the young whippersnappers that have been well, here for months. Christian Jessup, uh, our, our Critics' Choice scholar, is actually at Disney. So that's why he's not here. So he's, he's doing that summer thing. Catherine Manning is on a road trip. From she she left uh, last Monday or Tuesday and she's heading all the way across country by car wow. to Washington State wow. and um, I got a text from her right before the show started and she is in Montana today and going to be doing horseback riding in Montana today. Wow! So she's had an amazing trip. She did Yellowstone uh, yesterday. She was in Wyoming and she was sending me pictures of snow. In Wyoming <laughs> so she left here it was 90 degrees when she graduated and she's hanging out in, in snow-covered lands that's incredible so yeah so they're enjoying themselves that's, that's why that's it's gonna us. be great yeah so yeah. it just comes down to you and me just you, us. you and your monkey like in the beginning absolutely yeah. uh, and and of course Tim Tim uh, waiting for that royal wedding sorry about that Tim uh, maybe next time Maybe next time. Is that my mom in there? <laughs> yeah. Mom, get into the camera shot. Is your mom in there? Yeah, I see my mom in there. You see your mom? Hey. Yeah, that's my mom. Hey. Wow. I haven't seen her in at least 13, 14 years. Great to see you as she always. She hasn't changed a bit. She is awesome. She she's is gonna, absolutely you, awesome. She's going to outlive all that's, of that's us. That's And everyone watching. <laughs> she is. She is. Well, we've got a lot to talk about today. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to talk about our vacation plans, even though we're still trying to figure out what those are going to be. Yeah. But we are going to talk about movies, and uh, you, you're welcome to get up and come. I pick lost up my notes. You lost your notes. Keep on going. You, you well, keep, we'll keep going. Uh, but before that, we're going to dive into a non-viewer mail. <laughs> this is freaky. He is like crawling on the floor. <laughs> so just so scary. That is just so scary. 
Uh, non-viewer mail. Note to self, mail. have housekeeping clean the floor. If you, uh, yeah, if you do have non-viewer mail, you can send that to us, info at c19.tv. You can also send us the actual viewer mail the very same way uh, at info at c19.tv. Have we gotten any? Uh, yeah, this is the non-viewer mail. Oh, okay. So, so the non-viewer mail. We get a lot of that, though. We do. Um, the question, uh, question comes from, um, from Melissa in, where is this? Melissa and Cliffside. So actually, Cliffside is not even in our viewing area, but we'll take non-viewer mail from anywhere. But I guess if it's we're online, online, we're, we're online. online. Um, Melissa wants to know, uh, with the movie Deadpool 2 out in theaters, um, I, I know you're going to talk about it later on on the show today because you said that. Are you embarrassed to watch movies like this? And if not, have you ever been embarrassed to watch a film because of content matter or other things. Signed, Melissa from. And Melissa Side. could have written that a little tighter. I know. Yeah, well, I, know. I, I, I was I was bouncing around and not, I'm not reading the whole thing, so I do apologize. But anyway, the question is, have I ever been embarrassed to go watch a movie um, in theaters? And if so, what that is? What movie is that? Yeah. If it's not Deadpool 2. Now, yeah. I will say Deadpool 2, which we'll get to shortly. First Deadpool, there were there were no rules. Uh, any rules there could have been broke it uh, from every level. Um, language, sex, violence, a little bit of everything, even broke the walls and spoke to the camera. Um, I did enjoy that film, but I will say watching it with certain people, I probably wouldn't. Right. Right. Okay. Um, so, yes, the, the answer to the question is yes, there is a movie uh, that I saw in theaters. I uh, took my wife Beth to see the first Hangover film. And uh, I did walk out of that movie. I did laugh. I did think it was funny. And, and it was funny enough that most, most people thought it was that they made two other films. But I did walk out of that movie a, a, a little embarrassed to, to be seen in that film because of some of the content. That is until I saw my pastor coming out of the very same <laughs> theater. So, uh, so that said, uh, yeah, I, I was embarrassed, but probably not as embarrassed as that my, as my pastor. If you don't have known, you could have sat with him. I could have. Yeah, yeah. we could have had some 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 theological dialogue about about that movie. Uh, yeah. But there is one coming out later on in the summer. Oh, I know where that this is going. Uh, that I will I will go see for reviewing purposes, but I will be embarrassed to go check out. It's called The Happy Town Murders. <laughs> that, I knew that's what you were talking. The Happy Town Murders. I uh, saw the trailer the other day uh, too. Um, and it's directed by Brian Henson, who is Jim Henson's son. Uh, the film is really about as adult as you can get with language, violence, sex, everything. It's kind of set in a world where uh, puppets and humans coexist, much like Roger Rabbit. Rabbit, yeah. Um, but, uh, but there's really nothing off, off limits in this. And the, the, the storyline is the puppets are being killed, and uh, they're trying to investigate and trying to figure out how uh, and why the puppets are being killed. Melissa McCarthy is in this, Elizabeth Banks. Joel McHale, uh, Maya Rudolph uh, star in this, and that's being released August the 17th. There's so. no way I'd watch that with my kids. Yeah. Or I'll, my mother, come to think of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That's, that's the kind of movie, uh, and, and if you want to check out the trailer, just be aware, um, especially with the Red Band trailer. But that, i got to say, it looks pretty funny. It does look pretty funny. Big movie opened uh, Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. Uh, another movie, part of the Star Wars universe, uh, Solo, a Star Wars story. Uh, this is the origin story for Han Solo, and it's Han, not Han, as he makes reference to uh, in this movie. Is he Swedish? Um, well, the, the the person's name, I've got to get this right, Alden Ehrenreich is his name. So how is it? It just um, opened? It uh, just opened. Yeah. Um, i got to tell you, uh, I saw an early screening, and uh, for those that love Star Wars, 
Um, for those that, that love origin stories, I think you will find this quite enjoyable. Uh, as I watch this movie, uh, it's a standalone piece that even if you don't have Star Wars backstories, if you don't have Star Wars background, you don't know, you haven't seen all the other Star Wars films, it's a standalone piece. Now, does it help to know the Star Wars universe? Sure. Yeah, especially if you're a fan of the original trilogy and you know who Han Solo is and, and you know uh, what Harrison Ford, who originally acted in this, brought to this role. Absolutely it helps. And uh, if you're even deeper into the Star Wars canon, you've watched the Star Wars cartoon universe, there's a ton of gems hidden throughout this. Now you're not going to be lost if you, don't know, if you don't know about those gems, but if you do, it actually adds to the volume of your enjoyment factor. High energy, um, high action, great casting. Uh, it's an adventure story. Woody Harrelson stars in this. Um, also, Donald Glover stars as young uh, Landau Calrissian. Amelia Clark from Game of the Throne, Game of Thrones, is in this as well. I always want to add the word "the." You love that's and, your favorite word. That's my favorite word is "the." Uh, Ron Howard took on the directing uh, responsibilities of this. Yeah, it had a troubled production. It had a troubled early production, and so there was a lot of questions about, hmm, is this going to work? But it's an adventure story. Um, Thomas said this. Thomas is my son. He went with me to see this, and I said, Thomas, I'm going to use this, but I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you the kudos on it. He said, Dad, it's really um, a cross between Pirates of the Caribbean meets Indiana Jones meets Star Wars. And I said, that nailed it. That nailed it. The only other thing I would throw in there is throw in a little bit of Ocean's Eleven because there's heist elements involved. Um, there's a lot of, um, uh, of people being uh, twisted and cheated and you're not really sure sometimes who's the good guy, who's the bad guy. Um, I really, really enjoyed this film. It was a heck of a lot of fun. Uh, the young uh, actor, i got to get his name out again, Aaron, uh, Alden Ehrenreich, uh, was a perfect cast as really? a young Han Solo. Really? Hayden Christensen didn't do so well no, as but, a young No, but, but I say, uh, I, I say that Vader. I really enjoyed it. He had the inflection just right. He had the quirks where he would turn his face a certain way, just like uh, Han Solo did, well, just like... Um, is it an impression of Harrison Ford doing Han you know, Solo, it is, or but did, he, did he go beyond that? He went beyond that, it. That's a tricky, yeah, he, tricky he, shoes to step to me, in. To me, he paid tribute to what Harrison Ford did, um, but he also made it his own. And I saw an interview uh, this morning with both Harrison Ford um, and, um, and Alden, really? and Harrison Ford said, you did it. You did it. You did it. So Harrison Ford loved it. And so if Harrison Ford loves this guy's young portrayal and he of doesn't it. like anything he doesn't but it was he was really impressed with what he did and they got to know each other and and, uh, and that was one of the things that uh, that Alden said he said I really want to I really want Harrison to be able to be proud of me and and he did and so uh, I, I love the film um, you know it it's hard it's hard to get an A or an A plus in a film that's that's got such life and such history but I gave it a B plus so a B plus for me for Solo uh, a Star Wars story uh, if you're looking for just fun, summer box office fun is how I, I see this film. So I think it's going to make some money. Um, and, and also, as I left the film, here's what I said to myself. I said, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing these characters and these actors portraying it all over again in another storyline. So, really? So it, it was, to me, it was that much of a, a, a fun adventure that I wouldn't mind seeing other adventures. A sequel of a standalone. A sequel of a standalone. Yeah, yeah. I kind of felt that way about Rogue One, but there yeah. wasn't room for it. Yeah, yeah. So there, there's room for, for this to go beyond. I don't think it's going to, but, uh, but I think they did a nice job. Uh, Donald Glover, uh, really wonderful as a, a young uh, Lando Calrissian. You get to see the first time they, they meet. 
you get to see a really interesting uh, first meeting between Chewie and Han. And, uh, and you also get to, to learn the meaning of, of how Han Solo got his name. So there's a lot of backstory that happens in this that for, for Star Wars fans are going to really appreciate it. You think this is where the franchise is going? You think they're going to keep breaking down individual characters? Yeah. We're going to see Boba Fett's backstory. Yeah, they're talking about that. They're talking yeah. about uh, another backstory for Obi-Wan. I mean, there's, there, there are a lot of questions out there about what's next. I don't think you can do Chewbacca. You know, you... Or could you? You could. You could, but you'd have to have subtitles the whole time. No, that's a problem. Uh, but, but, but you also find out that, uh, that Han knows how to speak uh, Chewbacca language, which you always knew that, but he actually speaks it in this movie oh. as well. There's some great cameos uh, that show up as well, uh, people, people that are familiar with the Star Wars universe, so, so uh, check those out. There are no post-credit scenes, but still hang out through the credits anyway. Music is done really well. Uh, they use some of the John Williams themes. Um, I'm not going to say the name because I'll get it wrong and Christian will correct me. But it is a Powell who is uh, taking on. It's Jeff Powell. Yeah, Jeff Doesn't Powell. Say Jeff. Jeff Powell's doing the music for this uh, version. Yeah, he's great. He does wow. it all. Any other questions about uh, Solo, the Star Wars story? No, I was just curious how, it, uh, considering the trouble production, yeah. uh, how well it all settled down. Ron Howard, Ron Howard did it. He did it well. And uh, it's got, it's got you know, space fights. you got speeder chases. Everything you want in a Star yeah, Wars film. Yeah, the only thing you don't have is you don't have a lightsaber fight, but you've got something close. Something close. So there you go. B-plus for Solo, a Star Wars story. Well, we're at the 15-minute mark, so we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to review Deadpool 2. Uh, Greg and I are going to review that, and we're going to meet a uh, superhero right here in the studio. All that and more right after this on C19 TV's Meet Me in the Movies. Welcome back to Meet Me at the Movies. I am Noel T. Manning II, uh, hanging out with a superhero from the uh, Deadpool movie, too. Uh, if you haven't seen the movie, uh, there are several superheroes and uh, super possible hero wannabes. Not really sure how to describe them. Uh, that is The Vanisher. The Vanisher. Hey, man, glad to have you here, buddy. Love it. You like my new outfit? You look great. Well, um, you know, I'm really, it, really proud to have you uh, on our show, and you're pretty dang amazing. It, it's a little snug, but I don't know if it shows or not. <laughs> well, I, I do want to say that you were awesome uh, on the movie. Uh, really enjoyed you in Deadpool 2, and I'm glad that you took the time uh, out of your, uh, out of your uh, busy, busy schedule to be seen or unseen right here on C19 TV's Meet no, Me No, you know, I wasn't actually in the movie. I'm just wearing the costume. <laughs> uh, Tim, what do you think of the, the Vanisher, man? Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, you're you're wondering what that's all. Yeah, that vanished too, Noel. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yes, the royal wedding has vanished from live TV. Uh, Deadpool 2. Uh, this is the uh, the sequel to the incredible uh, hit for the first film with Ryan Reynolds, who uh, put a lot of his own money uh, into this uh, first film. 
uh, he, he, had, he has played Deadpool before in an origin story of, of Wolverine, and that did not do too well. And he said he really wanted to do this Deadpool movie. And it made, it was released uh, a few years ago during Valentine weekend. That's why you've got this kind of loving look above my shoulder there. And it made tons of money. I think it was like $58 million is what it cost. Second's highest grossing uh, R-rated movie ever. Right, Behind right. Passion of the Christ. Passion of the Christ, exactly. And uh, so anyway, just, just huge success for an R-rated film, a superhero film as well that, that took it to every limit you could possibly imagine. So we knew, we all knew a sequel was going to happen. And, uh, and this time it, it happened right before summer kind of kicks off and right before Solo, so it's got a really good opening weekend. They were hoping it was going to be the biggest opening weekend for an R-rated film, but it didn't. It actually, uh, Deadpool 2 lost out to Deadpool 1, so the, the money that it's bringing in is not as much as they had hoped for. But it, it knocked Avengers out. It knocked Avengers out, which we knew was going to happen, uh, and, uh, and it is making money. It's, that, that's, that's no surprise it's going to be making money, but I think they had higher expectations. It cost a lot more to make this sequel. But uh, let's get your thoughts uh, on uh, Deadpool 2, and then I'll share mine, uh, Mr. Vanisher Tillman. I thought it was just as fine as the first one, maybe even better. <laughs> what are you yeah. laughing at? I'm just laughing because you look so strange. You just It's, look it's so slimming, strange. isn't it? Yeah, yeah it really yeah. is. Uh, yeah, you're much lighter on the eyes. Well, you um, know, much better on the eyes, too, as far as that goes. Well, anyway, continue. I, I'm not continue. sure that's a nice thing to say. <laughs> um, I, as with most sequels, they ramp up everything. And I don't think it hurt this picture. What do you think about that? Well, you know, a lot more budget, so you've got a lot more CG. Uh, I like this one as good as the the first one. Right. And um, I rewatched the first one the night before. Oh, that's a good idea. So I could be refreshed, and I'm glad I did because there were a lot of uh, callbacks to that original film that I would have probably forgotten. Um, I do love how Ryan Reynolds breaks that uh, that fourth wall. He looks into the camera, talks, and that's something that he had a lot of fun with in the first one. That continues in this one, and I think. If you like the first Deadpool movie, you're going to like this one as much, if not better. Um, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, I, uh, his obsession with Wolverine just continues. Oh, yes. And I'd forgotten that he made a cameo in one of I mean, Probably wasn't him. As no, no, no. Was he? No, he was in. He was in the, one of the Wolverine films yeah, as the character was. But was that actually him, too? It was him. Oh, yeah, it was him. Okay. Yeah, and, and it was a horrible, that was a horrible film. And in the movie, his mouth is sewed up. And yeah. so yeah. so there's references to that. Yeah, he continues to um, make fun. This really is a parody of, of everything pop culture related and every superhero film, Marvel and DC, you can imagine. One of my notes, and I don't make many, says it, it wants to have its cake and eats it too, and it does. Yeah. It wants to skewer uh, action uh, superhero films, but yet be one too, and it does well at both of them. It does. It does. It, it takes it to the extremes. It does introduce um, other uh, heroes, and there's a lot of fun with, with these heroes. He recruits this team uh, to kind of... Uh, it's a movie that is hard to tell the storyline without giving things away yeah. because there's uh, there's an inciting incident that happens that kind of launches a story of um, I guess you could call it a, a revenge right. film, right? Um, a, a death wish kind of film, and truly is a death wish kind of film, and we kind of see that early on. Because but you know, at the same time, to me, I thought it was a family film in a way, not <laughs> not for families, okay. but about families. about families, absolutely, and, and, and the importance and value of family. Yeah, I, I was touched several times. I yeah. mean, I really was. Yeah, a very clean distinction. It's not a film for families, but a film about family, yes. a film about sacrifice, a film about um, putting your own selfish desires um, 
out there and saying, you know what, I'm going to be selfless. And I really love that. And Thomas and I, my son, we went to see it. And he said, you know, Dad, he said, my son's 18, um, so he can see this. But he said, Dad, he said, you know, there were a lot of messages. There were a lot of morals to this story, which is kind of interesting that that's a story that's got, you know, language throughout. Uh, it's got sexual content mentioned throughout. And uh, but 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 a, a very solid film. I'm I'm as as fun as the first one. If you like the first one. No, I, I did. I did. And I I was a little disappointed there wasn't more J.T. Miller in it. Yeah, he's always fun. Uh, Leslie Uggams is always fun. Yeah, I, I, uh, particularly know, I particularly was disappointed there wasn't more of Marina, and I can't pronounce it, Bakarin. Yeah, let's his, just say his, the, the his uh, it's, it's actually uh, it's Commissioner Gordon, actually Lieutenant Gordon's uh, former wow. girlfriend on Gotham. Yeah, if you watch Gotham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's she was also she's just lovely. She's also a, a Joss Whedon product from uh, from Firefly. Yeah. There you go. You like that? I, I'm giving this a solid B rating. What is your rating for this? Same. Solid Same. B rating. Yeah. Uh, there you no, go. I'm going to go B plus. Okay. All right. B, B for me. B plus for the Vanisher. Uh, joining us uh, as a special guest right here as we're talking about Deadpool 2. Uh, I got time to talk about uh, another film that isn't still in theaters. This is a Melissa McCarthy. You keep film. going. I'm going to get out of this costume. Okay. This sounds good. Uh, Melissa McCarthy film uh, in theaters. Life of the party. Uh, ben Falcone, her husband. Uh, they co-wrote this, um, and it's really inspired in many ways by Rodney Dangerfield's 1986 film uh, called Back to School. But it does, it's, it's not just a complete remake. It does take it in a, in a, in a different direction. Uh, McCarthy stars as a mom of a college senior who, um, because of a, a situation that happens, she decides to go back and finish school, to finish her college degree. Uh, in the first five minutes of the film, you see McCarthy and her husband, um, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah. you are scaring me. I, I really wish I hadn't done. seen that. Thanks for cutting to me. Too. Oh, that <sighs> was just. I'm, I'm glad we would have had to put like the. You thought I put that other suit over this one? Are you kidding? Our it's band, by nature as I am. Our band show. That would have been oh, really bad. It's, anyway, it's cable. First five minutes of this movie, um, McCarthy and her husband drop off the daughter to school. Tim sees that all the time. He does. And uh, as they're pulling, kind of as they're kind of leaving. Uh, the husband kind of turns to McCarthy's character and says, you know what, I think I want a divorce. That launches, that's the inciting incident. And so uh, at that point, McCarthy, you realize that McCarthy's character left, you know, she had like a semester left when she was back in college and they met in college and she left to raise a family. And so now she decides to go back. And uh, just so happens it's her daughter's senior year and now her senior year. And so she's trying to get an archaeology degree. and. Comedy ensues, of course, with uh, with Melissa McCarthy in this. Uh, you know, the, the film does have several segments, and I say segments of really great comedy. There are these scenes that are great set pieces that that work uh, kind of on their own. There's one, uh, particularly as it relates to social anxiety, when you're trying to speak in front of a, in front of a class, and Melissa McCarthy's character, she she can ace everything. But yet you put her in front of a class and trying to speak to a group of students, it doesn't work, and you oh, start. Yeah, and she starts sweating, and she almost passes out, and it's just, it's really funny stuff. Um, there's some great cameos, there's some unique characters, there's an 80s dance-off segment that's a lot of fun where they're uh, paying tribute to the 80s, and there's a cat fight between McCarthy and, and a, um, a Disney character who is a mean girl. So it's, you know, it's fun. Um, there are these fun segments. My wife and I both uh, went, and we laughed out loud at, at quite a few of them, but ultimately it was forgettable. 
you know, as I left, I, I was like, okay, what was the name of the movie? Uh, oh, Life of the Party. I forgot the name of it. And so uh, I think some of the segments are much more memorable than the movie as a whole. How reminiscent is it of uh, Rodney Dangerfield's Back to School from the uh, 80s? Only in the context... Which was a lot of fun. Right, which was a lot of fun. I, I think only in the context of a, you know, uh, a parent going back to school to try to finish. But the reasons and the motivations are much different. Totally different. different. You know, and, and I honestly, like her a lot. She's very funny. She, her films are all over the map. Yeah. But... She's terrific. Though. Yeah, she is, and 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 I'll say that you know it was a fun movie. I'm glad I went to see it, but a C plus, you know, mm. not bad. Uh, but but ultimately, it is going to be one of those that I I will forget um, by the time the summer wraps up. Well, let's um, we've got time quickly to uh, do some binge worthy stuff. So let's talk about marathon minded uh, TV shows, and this is one that uh, that you're a fan of, and I am too. And I joined this kind of late in the game. Uh, it's called The Handmaid's Tale. Right. And visually, this is just beautifully shot. It is. It is. Uh, Elizabeth Moss stars in it, who uh, won an Emmy for the role. But it, it's a dystopian vision of a U.S. future uh, overthrown and ruled by a warped Christian Taliban, for lack of a better word. It's a great example. Um, Good job, man. Uh, you know, the Vanisher is back. I've been hanging around you some. Pollution's kind of rendered most of the population uh, infertile, so when they do find women who are not sterile, they're basically enslaved by the government elite to help procreate the species and their movement. Right. Season one was uh, a little sluggish, but it was really just a slow burn up to the finale. Everything's kind of exploded in season two, and I'll, I'll admit I, I'm only about halfway through season two, so I can't take it too far, and I wouldn't anyway. Yes. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's an, a magnificent piece, piece of work. Yeah. Uh, it's on Hulu. Right. Uh, my wife fumes at all the stuff she sees as, as a woman. Right, uh, right. And it, it's tough to watch. And, and, and it's almost hard to binge. You can almost take maybe two episodes back to back and have to kind of watch a big bang rerun or something. Yeah, it, I'll agree with you. It's very, yeah. very yeah. Uh, demanding of you emotionally. Yeah, and, and I'm glad you said that because that's the first thing that came to mind for me as I'm watching. I'm like, wow, this is well-written, well-acted, well-shot. I mean, everything from a technical standpoint, from the bottom to the top, oh, yeah. is superb. Yeah. But very difficult subject matter to, to really dive into on a long basis. But it's well worth watching. Oh, it definitely. Highly recommend it. Um, based on a best-selling book, and there was a movie... Uh, years ago, that was a, a, a moderate success as well, um, uh, but but I will say that doing it in this this form of a series gives it much more life, and, and uh, you can do so much more with it, so much volume. It's got to be a limited run. You can't pull yeah. too many seasons from this. I don't. No, think. I can see. I can probably see four, four seasons. Maybe. Yeah, because yeah. you're getting backstories of other characters. That's one of the things I'm really liking about right. it. But it's called The Handmaid's Tale. Uh, Greg and I recommend that, but it is for the adults. It's not a kids show. We're going to wrap things up with a quote. Uh, as always, this comes from the movie Rudy, uh, the character Fortune. Uh, in this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. Well, until next time, I am Noel T. Manning II. That is the Vanisher joining us back again. Man, that was a quick change. That was fun. That was awesome. Uh, back behind um, the, the scenes in Mission Control, as always, we do appreciate Tim Foster and the Tim Cam. And if you want to email us, do that to info at c19.tv. And if you want to download the podcast, that can uh, be found at wgwg.org. For C19 TV, right here at Cleveland Community College, that is a wrap. Happy